sober at work. Dude, he will not come over if he has to be sober here. <laughs> we recording? Yeah. Okay. Wait, would you do, turn it on? Yeah, I took off the left and right channel because this is the top part. It's a lot. You gotta get the thing back up. Then the crib notes. Like I don't remember that guy's name for the fourth time. Uh, <laughs> what else? Just do the wait. What are we talking about? That well, was. I good. know what I'm doing. I'm saying what y'all are doing. This is this is this is the scripted. Got, this is the scripted one. I'm Urkel. I got one line, <laughs> and I'm gonna steal the show. <laughs> You're the breakout star, man. Uh, face is back now, though. JLL? No, the dad. Oh yeah, he's doing the Geico commercials. All right. Welcome back to the One Star Podcast. I'm he, uh, I'm Tragic Bronson, uh, 420 or 69, one of the two. And uh, here with my co-host. I'm Twin Cities DC guy, and I love the podcast. <laughs> I think it's the best podcast of all time. Oh, this is a masterpiece. Yeah, exactly. Every episode's a banger. I'm, I'm very tempted to just like keep pretending to be these people, because they're pretending to be us, so why not? Yeah, it's pretty awesome though. It's yeah, I was a like I was like kind of because I expected all this had to happen. However, I did not expect people to be like, "Oh, I'm actually them." I'm like, whoa, 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 you were not a part of my plan. <laughs> but then it happened, and I was like, you know what? Keep going, keep doing that bit. <laughs> we're excited about it now. But we have taken all of your, uh, your 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 comments. Yes. and we're we're going to go ahead and this week we're going to take the show off. What comments are you talking about? Oh, oh that we're um, gay. Yeah, we're gay, and apparently we're going to be sent some mail. Oh, y'all are gay, and y'all are getting some mail. We're going to get some mail. Some of it no, might be a little No, we're all gay. The subreddit has had sex with all of us, by the way. I don't know <laughs> if you knew. You probably yeah. tested. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> this we is the a- business side you didn't want to be a part of, Malcolm. <laughs> we got asked him out by the subreddit. <laughs> we got a train running us by the subreddit. Oh, yeah. We basically did a human centipede with the subreddit. <laughs> Listen, we got to build a fan base somehow. Yeah. But this is what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and is take the Is that the digital week. Weinstein? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go ahead and take this week off, and we're going to just try to come back with something better. And something more fun. Hopefully, you guys will like that. But for this one, we've just decided to go back to the old show and put together some of our favorite clips, the things that we the re, the thing that we like the most. You know, and we're gonna honestly, I think, give you what you guys want. Like you guys don't want us. You, yeah, want, you want the, the old, old show. show. You want the old show. So that's what we're gonna do. And we'll see you hopefully in two more weeks with something better. But with all that being said, uh, without further ado, the only time you'll ever hear me utter this phrase. Ladies and gentlemen, come town.
Hello, and welcome back to Feminist Podcast Come Town, where you come every week to get a feminist perspective on being in a same-sex relationship with your father. That's right. I'm your host, Julia Clare. I am Kate Willett. And I'm Katie Halper. We actually, um, Julia's name used to be uh, Katie as well, Mm -hmm. but um, we had to change it because KKK, pretty offensive. So we we made her do it. Yeah. That was actually my username on JDate. Was? I'm I'm not actually kidding, though. I don't know if I can break character. Like, literally, (laughs) KKK Katie, because uh, there's that song, Katie. Oh, Yeah. That's yeah. pretty problematic. And wow. Quite, I mean, I didn't realize it unless I was being like subconsciously self-loathing Jew slash. I think I just really resent online dating and uh, like by Jewry or by by anything by any tribe. But yeah, it's pretty like subconsciously passive aggressive. Did you um, did you have sexual intercourse with anyone? Or I didn't mean to actually like cent- ever in my life. No, off that app. I didn't no, mean I to actually uh, center penises in our discussion here. But oh yeah, yeah. problematic. Yeah. Um, I did not have uh, penis penetrating sexual intercourse with anyone I met off of J Date, which is probably good because I don't know what kind of uh, curated. <laughs> Man, I would have gotten with the KKK Katie uh, thing, but actually, I did get some people who didn't notice it. Wow! I would—I don't know if I'd remember the song. My grandma used to sing that song. Wow! It just KKK Katie. My grandma was pretty problematic. Yeah. Well, I don't think the song is actually problematic. Katie. I mean, Katie, that's where you—that's actually where you're so wrong. I feel like um, Katie. I mean, it's implicitly making fun of people with a stutter, which is extremely ableist. Okay, I'll own that. I'll own that. Really ableist, and honestly. Katie, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> you're off to a really problematic start and yeah. I, um, I'm feeling like a little unsafe. How can I, can I like, I totally hear that and I want to like honor you and hold the space for you. So how can I repair that violence? Like, is that even a possibility? I mean, I really, I don't know. I, um, I'm just feeling, I, to myself, like I'm feeling really gaslit right now because <laughs> yeah. my um ex- my lived experience of this conversation um mm-hmm. is that we came together and we were supposed to record a podcast mm-hmm. and you know now um this has sort of been you know hijacked by your guys is like um you know by really intense really intense aggressive energy towards right, each other right. and you know it's just yeah I'm also feeling unsafe right um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I- I feel like I was trying to to speak my truth. And I guess what happens is if you're a woman with strong ideas and also like, I didn't didn't really want to go there, but like as the only Jewish person in this group, I feel like I'm getting some kind of problematic anti-Semitic silencing of me, which is deeply grounded in the trope of the loud Jewish woman. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to put that out there and let you guys like, you know, I'm just, I'm just hoping I'm, I'm, I'm giving you that I'm, I'm, I'm leaning into the trust that I have mm-hmm. of you guys that you'll actually, of you, you, you women that you'll actually like, just consider, you know, like right. you don't know what you don't know. Right. And you know what? I also want to hold space for your claim that, um, or your implication that I'm maybe being anti-Semitic. Yeah. My truth um, that you're your being tr- anti-Semitic. Your truth, of yeah. course, of course. Yes. Um, And you know what? That's some internal work that maybe I have to do um, in my subconscious. Maybe some 
transcendental meditation. Um, I'm not really sure what that means, but I will report back. Yeah, just check in. Yeah. Just check it, check in and check out. Yeah. I mean, okay, I'm going to actually call you both back in right now because <laughs> um, as a bisexual woman, I'm just really feeling like the analysis of um, the power dynamic in this situation isn't particularly intersectional, mm. you know? And right. it's just like there needs to be space for my um, horniness okay. towards other women in this right. conversation. And this is like really kind of killing that for me. Okay. Well, as a, as a queer woman who is also sex negative, um, I think that I'm ultimately the most marginalized person in this group. And right. so like definitely outside of the context of a concentration camp, sure. you would be, but like yes. once we broaden the horizons to Auschwitz. Sure. Yeah. And you know what? Game changer. You know what? Nobody thinks about that. So I mean, some of us do because some of us like can't help but think about it. We were raised in that. But um, I definitely would love to have the privilege to not imagine that I'm in Auschwitz every minute. Mm. Um, You know, for me, it's just like I just feel like no one's really holding space for the fact that it's been a really rough day for Italians. I mean, Mm. Andrew Cuomo literally came out today. Literally, he did it. And he was like, I'm not perverted. I'm Italian, you know, and I just... I'm, I'm really tired of the stereotype that um, my people are just, you know, eating spaghetti and sex offending. And it's like, this is just, you know, this has been a lot. Like, I'm just, I, you know, I'm going to need to, like, sort of take some time unpack. to do self-care. Yeah, yeah unpack all right. this. Yeah. yeah. You should, like, take some kind of, like, deep, like, marinara sauce, like, bath. Mm, like wow. where you just kind of like bathe yourself in marinara I mean, to kind of like recenter your culture and reclaim that culture. Okay. Marinara sauce. Was that problematic? I thought I was being like really supportive. I and- mean, it is problematic, but it is also a thing that I did with my polycule last week. So right, right. We, we, oh, maybe people don't know that I knew that. So that's oh, why okay. it was. Yeah. yeah. That's, Julie You're didn't know allowed that I knew to that. say that. Yeah. I'm allowed to say that. Yeah. Yeah. And in solidarity, I will, t- I will bathe in a matzo ball soup. Um, so that like, cause I don't want you to think that I would ever imply something for you that I wouldn't also be willing to do for, to myself or for myself or by myself or of myself. Okay. Well, we're all, you know, we've, we've established that we're all, um, willing to, to do the work. Is everyone feeling complete? Is everyone feeling safe? I'm feeling safe. I'm feeling like this is a space where women are supporting women. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah I love I'm- supporting women. Although like, I don't really want to say just that I'm supporting women because it's like, mm, I don't know. Women with a Y. That's how I choose to identify, by the way. I know it's really old school, but like, I know, but I'm reclaiming that um, mostly because I don't like the patriarchal uh, alphabet. So I feel like putting a Y in there is actually really disruptive in ways that it doesn't get credit for. And in terms of feeling safe, I just want to do a quick body scan for like five seconds. Mm -hmm. Let's exhale. I mean, I'm, I'm, you see, like, I wish I could exhale, but unfortunately, as a Jewess, which is like a term that I've reclaimed also, um, we are constantly, like, all we want to do is exist and, like, on land that had some people living on there, but they all wanted to leave. Right. And all we want to do is feel safe doing that. Like, and we don't feel safe. Like, I feel like there are people who would who w- would prefer that I didn't, that my people didn't exist on top of their homes. Oh, okay. I see where you're going about. I see where you're going with this. And um, 
yeah, I, I assume that you were talking about girl boss in chief Israel herself. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. Um, I'm actually kind of feeling yes. like we need to decolonize this conversation. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But like Israel's not colon- just so you know, like Israel. I can oh, send you an Instagram about that. Thank you. Israel's not actually settled or colonialism. Honestly, thank you for calling me in on that. I really appreciate mm. that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, my cats are like your cat is yeah, triggered. My cat got super triggered. Um, my cat went to uh, the safe space under the bed, um, oh. and uh, my other cat followed her under there because he's not respecting her boundaries mm-hmm. and I've tried to call him in several times but um he's like no like he's just wow. like he's, he's toxically masculine my mm. cat is. that sounds like that's actually a crime you need to interrupt yeah, yeah. like do you need a minute to go under the bed and <sighs> well I mean I, I spend a lot of time under the bed I've already been under there for like 10 hours today hiding from Republicans and stuff right so, and from, um, from being um you know, all these guys talking about cancel culture all the time. Yeah. Cancel yes. culture. Not real. Not real. Yuck. Uh, no. I just want to just, I just want to like say I was this many years old when I, I learned that Caleb Willett was okay. Like being complicit in the sex crime. Wow. Um, I mean, look, they're, an, they're cats, but like I, and I'm allergic to them. I don't particularly like them, but I just think it's really problematic mm. to kind of, swipe that under the bed so to speak right yeah i mean to me it's like i don't know i i'm struggling with this i'm reckoning with this because it's like you know am i using my human privilege to mm-hmm. dictate what they should be doing you, you know? yeah i would say i mean to me it's like you shouldn't have to be reckoning with this is it okay that i'm playing a totally passive aggressive person is that like throwing everything off like no, an improv fun. you're not supposed we, to like we love it okay so, like, I wish, I, while I'm torn because, like, I half admire you for struggling with that, but I also think it's kind of, like, almost pathological that it has to be a struggle. Mm. Like, why would you even have to wonder, you know? And I'm just saying this, like, from a space of love and support and curiosity, mm. like, no judgment. Um, just wondering, like, where your humanity is when you can't tell whether or not you're um, imposing your human privilege over cats. Mm-hmm. I'm really, I'm going to have to dissect that. You know, my human privilege runs deep. Um, I can't believe you just said dissect because that's like really triggering for animals. Yeah, it's pretty pretty violent. Yeah, Yeah, it's pretty. I think that we should take a step back and examine Mm. our own language and just, you know, make sure that we're not inflicting violence on one another with our words. Um, Right. Yeah, I actually I was thinking about canceling myself. Um, Yeah. I mean, don't you I feel like you should let either julia or me cancel Mm -hmm. you like that would be the solidaristic thing to do and honestly Um, as you know the person uh who is not jewish and therefore has more privilege than katie i would defer to katie on whether or not she should cancel you because ultimately that's not my my place to speak for jewish women right no i really appreciate that i really appreciate that like Every now and then you guys are able to like see past your Goyesha privilege. So I just want to like celebrate you for a second. Thank you. And um, I'm going to just check in with a two second body scan. I think we don't need to cancel Kate, but I do think she's on notice. She is on notice. My human privilege runs deep. I mean, it's like in everything that I do, I can literally never get rid of it. Mm -hmm. I'm just, there's just layers and layers and layers of this that I could spend my entire life working through. And I would still 
you well, know, I would still feel that. entitled, I think, to, you know, to being, for example, the one who sleeps in the bed and, you know, eats at the table, you know, mm. just like my cats are just, you know, beneath me or whatever. So, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm reckoning with this. I'm really reckoning with this. It's hard. This is a really um, important conversation. Um, and I'm so definitely. glad that we're getting it on, on the air because there's, just, there are so many people who just need to hear this. We are, mm. you know, as you know, I, I, I do want to acknowledge that all three of us are white and therefore... On stolen land. Um, on stolen land and therefore we have privilege. We will not be inviting um, anyone else to comment on that. But um, but we do want to acknowledge that we are white women on stolen land. Thank you. Uh, white um, hyphen Jewish. Well, it, um, right. Ashkenazic, not like oh. Mizrahi, which really I have to, I have to claim my white Jewish uh, you know, I've not claimed, sorry, far be it for me to claim it. I have to acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with white hyphen Italian because, you know, my, um, my ancestors, they were white, but also very, um, trashy. So mm. yeah, I, that, I I'm okay. just, I'm just going to stick with white. Um, because, um, you're tall. I understand. I'm tall. You're tall. You're good looking. You know. oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I'm um, sorry for objectifying you. Yeah. No. I mean, I find that like, yeah, no, uh, let me return the space to you. Oh, thank sorry. you so much. I know that, you know, as a society, well, Kate, thank you for saying that you think that I'm good looking, but we have to acknowledge that as a society, we prioritize, um, you know, white Eurocentric features, which I have. Um, I kind of feel like you're being homophobic towards me. Okay. Um, yeah. Like th- that's like really. Um, oh, right. That's true. My, you're, my you're lived checking. experience mm, is that right. like, I find you attractive and right. you know, I, right. and you're so not allowed so, to because yeah. you're a woman. Right. Like that's not, you're not allowed. Like it's almost as if this toxic masculinity should be relegated to the male gaze realm yeah. and gaze, of course, not gaze and straights. Mm-hmm. I but, just still feel um, bad that my one cat is looking at my other cat with the male gaze under the bed right now. Well, maybe, I mean, are you maybe like denying the other cat's agency? Like mm. maybe there is like gender, you know, role play, like they're being subversive. Oh, that's true. My cats are doing BDSM. Oh my God, you yeah. guys. Oh, you're so and, I'm so sorry for kink shaming you. And um, yeah. they are, as far as I know, brother and sister. So we have to... Hold the, hold the space for that incestuous that. Um, relationship. Yeah. Um, because, you know, on the, you know, coming back around to, um, is it okay? Is it? Is it okay to be in a same sex relationship with, with your, your dad? Yeah, exactly. I can be in a same sex relationship with your dad. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, in fact, I, some, I, 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 sometimes I that's how I identify like I oh. some days I wake up and I'm like I am a man dating Kate Willett's father right that's how I identify like I actually think man. that that might be that might be going on with my dad I don't know yeah well I mean there's we'll some there's yeah there's something called trust and um yeah you and know, you know HIPAA. like like um you know crisis daddy Andrew Cuomo says you know I am uh I am, I am a Jew. I'm I am Muslim. a Muslim. I am gay. I am black. I am, black. Right. Um, I am a woman it's just, protecting it's, her uh, reproductive freedoms. This is upsetting yeah. because you know this was like a, you know this was like a this was like a hard day for me seeing mm-hmm. someone cancel um, gay Muslim man Andrew. Cuomo. I know it's like I mean, it's a hard day for everyone. Yeah. I mean, as he is a Jew, he's a woman, so it's hard over here too. He's a woman seeking to control her body. 
That's right. That's what it is. Yeah. And right. nobody right. can prevent him from identifying that way. No. So. And he's a woman seeking to control other women's bodies and cupping their breasts. Right. Um, you know, that. So, like, whereas I actually really feel for him because I think a lot of people mistakenly cast that as sexual harassment as opposed to a kind of like, I'm going to go old school again, but almost like my body, my choice, our bodies, ourselves mm-hmm. kind of yeah. um, orientation where. It's really much more about owning the feminine space that is your own body when you're Andrew Cuomo. Yes. Yeah, that's yes, true. Right. I think like I've been wanting to say this for so long and no one else will go there. Right. Even though I think it's honestly, I think for some people it's very it's like on the tip of their psyches. For other people, they're just too like the their their view of the world is too gendered. Mm. But I think that if we all look back and took a step and kind of like. stepped outside of the patriarchal cis normative uh lens we would see that what cuomo was doing was actually pretty um beautiful i mean it was like it was really it was it was a rejection of so many paradigms yeah i mean to me the, the whole thing that i feel like this discussion about andrew cuomo has missed is like you know there are so many men out there that are you know grabbing boobs and butts and all of them are culturally appropriating Italians, you Mm. know? Um, Mm, Yeah. I don't think that uh, Andrew Cuomo, like, I mean, he's just, you know, he's, he's living his truth. Okay. Well, you know, as the least ethnic woman in, um, in this, this triad, I, I do have a different lived experience um, in which no one in my family has ever even hugged so um, I find any touch to be mm, violent and offensive. violence. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But I mean, I feel like you're actually in that you're less indicting Andrew Cuomo than you are your own kind of Christo um, puritanical sanitized family structure mm. in which intimacy is so frowned on. I almost feel like you were calling yourself out and um, normalizing Andrew Cuomo. And I'm reckoning with that and reveling because I don't actually know where I come down on that. Um, I'm going to have to like check in later about this, but I'm getting like all sorts of feelings in my body that are just, there's something that's like just not okay with that. But, but at the same time, when I look at it through like a Combahee River collective gaze, mm-hmm. there's something really redemptive. Redemptive. Okay. That mm-hmm. totally makes sense. Right? I'm not lying. It makes sense. I don't know no. that I would you- ever normalize the way that Italians, Italian Americans um, express affection and intimacy, but. Um, but you know what? I could be subconsciously saying something. I was going to say you'd never consciously normalize right, it, right? Course. That's that you're almost actually proving my thesis because that would be kind of like definitionally impossible, mm, right? Yeah. So the very premise of my of my thesis is that it would be subconscious, wow. and yeah. Well, I mean, I, to I me, like my whole thing with Italians, like if I think about the reason that Italians uh, face so much hate in our culture, you know, it's because they're always like making the spaghetti and like. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, eating the pizza and it's like, yeah. okay, that is, like you know, really it's hard. people are just really like so quick to body shame anyone for eating carbohydrates. And, and I think that we need to normalize carbohydrates again, you know? Okay. Yeah. How could we do that though? Like, I feel like it's so that it's almost like imagine a world without racism. Like what would that even look like? 
Um, maybe we would all be eating the pizza or uh, making mm. the spaghetti. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm also calling into question my own um, complicity in anti-Italian violence because I've been eating pizza and pasta my entire life. And is that like cultural appropriation? Should I seek an okay from the Italian Americans in my life? Or is that turning you guys into a monolith? Like, I don't mm. know how to repair the damage I've done because my consumption of pizza and pasta has been pretty, I mean, it just speaks to the the non-Italian privilege I have that I have never even thought about how problematic it was. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the thing about like, um, you know, like everyone is kind of um, not, you know, not aware enough of their Italian privilege. It's like, you know, people just go around, um, you know, reading books and stuff. And they don't you think, mean non-Italian privilege? Yeah, non-Italian privilege. Like, right. people just go around, like, doing things that, like, you know, Italians can never Use a do. a lot of your like, brain. Like, reading books and, like, right. um, you know. Like, more cerebral things. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, am I, am I, am I like, is that, yeah. I don't want to say anything about Italians not being cerebral. Yeah. I'm just I like, mean, but is that what you were saying? Yeah, it's like, you know, like, as Italians, okay. Like, you know, we're not, um, you know, we're not able to to do things like, um, like we can't put together furniture. Yeah. That's not a stereotype. That's my lived truth. Um, uh, yes. I, so I, I don't want to, I want to hold space for this conversation because it's so vital to our understanding of each other. Um, but on the topic of, um, you know, Italian Americans who have been just unjustly vilified. I do think that we have to discuss, um, you know, girl boss in chief Nancy Pelosi. Speaker well, I just want to before we get into Nancy Pelosi for a minute, I do just want to you know complete this conversation really quick. Um, that I will like, say, can you thread the needle? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll thread the needle because like I feel like a lot of the reason that people feel all right making fun of Italian Americans is because we kiss our relatives right on the mouth and um, ultimately. We live in a culture where um, most people are not bringing awareness to the topic of being gay with your dad, which mm. is why we do this podcast. Right. You know, everyone loves to kink shame. And, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? That stops here today. And now. Yeah. Yeah. We celebrate all love, including same-sex relationships with your father. Yeah. Right, because they, that has really been excluded from the discourse. I mean, I don't yeah. know. You can, yeah, I don't think you can call yourself intersectional and um, kind of gloss over the uh, those kinds of relationships. I mean, I actually, I ultimately, you know, I think that we'll see a future um, where potentially everyone is in a same-sex relationship with their father. That's right, with your father. I, I'm like, I'm sorry, I, I'm really attached to the idea of it being with your father, mm. but that's just because of my own personal. That's like my personal lived trauma, my intergenerational trauma. Yeah. It's like how I feel about, um, you know, being in a relationship with um, your mom, you know? Right. right. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Honestly, if I'm going to be able to like, if I'm going to interrogate um, that on your end with your dad, 
then I have to actually, you know, I have to walk the walk. Mm-hmm. I can't just talk the talk. I mean, I, yeah. it's like, you know, I think one thing that never really gets discussed um, in comedy. Unpacked. Um, yeah. You know, like, obviously, you know, people are bringing a lot of new consciousness to, um, you know, the various ways in which um, comedy can be a tool of the oppressor. Um, but, yeah, pe- we have people just dropping your mom jokes mm. all the time. You know, I fucked your mom. Your mama right. was so. I mean, I actually dropped your mom last night, which yeah. is funny. Well, I mean, it's like, the thing is, is mom jokes. You, yeah. What's wrong with having sex with your mom? Nothing. You know, like love is love is love is right. love is love. Yeah. Yeah. I have like twelve bumper stickers. Let's say that. And honestly, I do feel like the I do feel that the LGBT plus community has become you know the so... LGBT D community D standing for your dad. Your dad. Right. Yes. Well, I do. QIA. I, right. And I do feel that the reason why, you know, the D is not a household name yet is just because um, of the like really corporate and sometimes violent um, infrastructure that the community bill uh, has subscribed to over the years. Yeah. You know, who doesn't want you to be gay with your dad? Capital One. Yeah, right? that's right. Yeah. Who does want you to be gay with your dad, We though? do. We do. That's, we do. Okay. that's why we started a podcast about having a same-sex relationship, relationship with, with your father. Your dad. Yeah. It's time to normalize it. It's time to right. stop or the kink shaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So do we want to move on um, to the, uh, Nancy Pelosi's top girl boss moments? Yes. I think that sounds really... It sounds yeah. so good. Um, sounds really juicy. So, okay, Julia, what's your fave? Okay. There are so many because she is like, of course, the queen of shade and she's just done so many like incredible girl boss, um, just acts of defiance. Like the time where she said, um, this is just one of them, the time where she said that the Democratic Party should welcome people who are anti-choice Um I think that was a girl boss moment um, to actually like reclaim the idea of women not having ownership over their body. Um, I think that was really brave of her. And yet simultaneously be inclusive of mm-hmm. women who do want to have ownership of their bodies, right. you know? Right. Well, I'm just actually, as I'm saying this, I'm just like so uncomfortable with the word ownership. I feel like that is like yeah. really yeah, it's problematic. Really, yeah. Like, yeah. Especially like as white women. master rhetoric. Yeah. yeah. No, I get I feel it. Like it just, Which is only like, okay I, to use in a same-sex relationship with your With father. your dad, yeah. Yes. Right. I mean, I... Uh, I don't think an interracial same-sex relationship with your dad, though, um, lends itself to that. Mm. Like, I think we have to be really conscious and aware of that. And I think it speaks to, like, a strong white privilege um, that exists among um, same-sex dad-on-child relationships. So we can't look at gender without looking at race. And and if you do that, you're, of course, not truly intersectional. Mm. And I feel like if Kimberly Crenshaw were here, she'd be really... um, triggered yeah and we, we i mean she's not here and she's being gaslit because like you don't need to be here to be gaslit we've you know like oh my god, god that's so like if a tree falls yeah. so... a tree falls and no one hears it does make a sound well what we we don't know that but what we do know is that if you gaslight someone they're not here they are gaslit Katie, yeah, and it's, I mean, it's, if I yeah. if I think about it, really, by saying that you have to be physically present or at least in communication to be gaslit, mm. I mean that's a form of gatekeeping. 
So yeah. and ableism. Yes. I mean, I, it's. I think it's actually interesting that you didn't see right away that it was ableist. Um, I think you may want to like just reflect on that and see what that what that brings up for you because you may find out a lot about yourself. Um, but yeah, gatekeeping too. Um, ableist gatekeeping, mm. which is actually a very hard thing to do. Uh, I learned the hard way. Oh, well. Look, not I, everyone is physically able to gatekeep, and we need to make space for that. We awareness. need to make space for right. that. Yeah, and you know what? I want to say. I, I want to say. They're gate nudgers. Right. Gate nudgers. Yeah. Katie, Katie, I just want to thank you for calling me in on the language um, that I didn't realize I was using that was problematic. And um, you know, again, that is my that is my my privilege uh, blindness as a just. Uh, plain old white woman uh white mm. comma in parentheses nothing okay but when you call yourself a plain old white woman okay mm-hmm. that is um ageism old also okay, blind is- we're, we're doing some more ableist language yeah, with blinds, and plain, but, um, it's like you're yeah. not acknowledging your hot privilege oh my gosh also there's like the plains and like native americans and that's and also like stolen land we are on stolen land yeah. which includes plains mm. um so i'm just again like i'm really you know, it's it's a hard, it's a fine line to walk because I want to congratulate and I want to like salute your guys's efforts, but I also don't want to be complicit mm. um, and I don't want to cater to um, assumptions. So I'm just really reckoning with that. And so if I look checked out, um, that's what it is. Uh, so, you know, sometimes I, I, I may need to like go for a walk. And uh, sometimes people are like, why aren't you in front of your mic and camera during a podcast? And they don't realize that they're actually being really ableist because that's the way I have to let off steam sometimes. I have to walk around and like, I, you know, like chocolate sometimes is like required for me to feel better. So I actually I feel like really naked and exposed right now. I'm sorry. I don't know if that was too much. I actually really love when people um, are vulnerable, you know? Okay, it's, great. It's like, um, I needed to hear that. Girl boss Brene Brown, you know, she's like, yes. really been so inspirational to me. Like that is, I mean, ever since I like found her work, I've just been crying at all times yeah. um, in front of everyone. Because and if you're if you're not crying, you're not paying attention. Yeah, exactly. That's so true. I mean, except yeah. if you're mad, then sometimes it's okay to not be crying um, yeah. when you're outraged or it's even like outraged. Like yelling. Yeah. yeah. If you're yelling, um, yeah, then that, that's okay. Unless the person that you're yelling at is not a straight white man. Mm. Um, that's It's only okay case, to yell yeah. at them. Yeah. In which case you should be yelling at yourself. I mean, really, are we that. living in an age, though, where, I mean, in terms of like... Um, yelling you know i like i've been operating like it's only cool to yell at straight white guys but are you know are we kind of like um are we missing something like is it time to examine as a culture of whether we should be yelling at more white women cis white women yeah i don't know these are the really tough questions yeah Yeah. no i mean i think the karen karen the karenocracy Mm -hmm. has really complicated that and um it actually it calls on all of us to really check our our white privilege and be yelling um, at all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If you're not yelling, uh, you're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. And if you're not yelling at white women, you're not paying attention. And, to you're, other and things. you're complicit. You're complicit. Your si- your silence is complicit. Yeah. But if you are complicit. a white man yelling, if you're a cis white man and you're yelling at a white woman, then that is 
and violence. Well, it could be a Karen. It's violence unless it's a Karen intervention, yeah. and you are like bearing witness to someone else who's being Karen. In which case, you're actually being an ally, yeah. oh. and in which case, you're not yelling is violence. Mm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Is, honestly, Katie, this is why I find our conversations so valuable. Because, illuminating, valuable, um, and yeah. thrilling. Again, I just you um, open my eyes to to so many things. Oh, there we go using. <laughs> We're going to use it. Yeah, using it's okay. You know what? Again. Look, we're, we're everyone, we all struggle and we're not born with this vocabulary. And again, I just want to salute everyone and sun salute everyone. For- oh my God, Katie, sun salute. Wow. Um, you're doing cultural appropriation right now. Um, Yoga. Well, actually, I meant S-O-N salute because I'm actually centering the male same-sex dad the male son. son relationship so i was talking about son salute son but i think it's interesting that you kind of projected your own fetishization of the east um i mean i would really love for you to take a look at edward saeed's uh, orientalism book because i think that like that opus could really help you um because you haven't done the work that like julia or i have done mm-hmm. and i i say that i don't know if julia's read orientalism but like She's read it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you may not have read it, but you've read it. Right. And Kate, I don't mean, like, okay, now that I'm saying this, look, I'm actually, I have to look at myself because I realize that there's such a, there's so much history of Italian as, I mean, you said it yourself. Cere- I think I said cerebral, but I was picking up what you were saying. And I just realized that, like, I sh- it is problematic for a Jewish person to ever accuse an Italian person of not having read something. Mm. So I want to like apologize to you. Thank you. Um, that really means a lot to me. I accept your apology. Um, I don't know that I necessarily um, feel safe, um, mm. but I, I, I well, do accept your apology. I mean, I yeah, I want to thank you as a Jew because um, Jews as, as like, you know, before let's say 1948, the threatening Jew didn't really exist in the um, collective conscience, consciousness, um, the discourse. So I actually feel like you are saying something really subversive by suggesting that an Italian, I mean, you are, you are speaking to both an Italian, you are, you are basically blowing up two stereotypes, one of the the feeble Jew and the, the butch Italian. Mm. So I just think that like, it's one of those things where you, once you start dismantling one system of privilege, like once you start blowing up one stereotype, you really disrupt the entire paradigm. And so you're, you don't, you're doing more work than you even realize. Like you are, hmm. you are challenging Italian phobic things and Jewish anti-Semitic things at the same time. Thank you. That's actually, um, yeah. you know, that's a big part of my purpose. Mm. Um, yeah. I really appreciate well, that. Now I can see that. I mean, yeah. I, like if you'd asked me about you five minutes ago, I would have said, like, cancel Kate. Yeah. Hashtag cancel Kate. Okay. I actually scripted the tweet. But now that I realize, like, you're actually, you're kind of, you're you're just, I don't know. My thing about you're how that they, my thing about, like, how we're just, like, saying that we're going to cancel people is it's, like, canceling isn't a real thing. It's not. Like, cancel culture is not real. It's not and real. At the same time, not we real. need to do it to everyone. So yeah, it's, it's just, not real. And like, yeah, it's not real. And um, I think we should be like, literally like, so I just want to like tap into lean into my culture. And as, as you guys probably don't know, um, there is on, you know, Passover. So there would be X's on the non-Jewish households. 
Um, and that's something I really kind of want to lean into. And uh, I don't cancel culture is not real. And and for that reason, I think it's really important to find the home addresses of problematic male writers yeah. and just put an X in front of their house. Mm-hmm. Um, because that I believe if I'm remembering my culture correctly, that's so that the angel of death doesn't stop by. So wait, sorry, maybe we put X's on everyone's house, but the the, the toxic male. My point is, I think we need to prove how if there were cancellation, we wouldn't have to do this. But because there's no real cancel culture right. and there's no accountability, we actually have to do yeah. that. Yeah, so. I actually prefer the term um, accountability culture. Accountability. Yeah, that's yeah. important to yeah. me. Yeah. yeah, let's just use yeah. that from now on. It's, um, you know, it's facing consequences for your actions, you know? Yes. Yeah. Totally. I give your money to... Sean King. Women or women identifying Sean King. Sean I mean, I was... Sean Queen, actually. Sean Queen. <laughs> like, a year ago, I would have been all up, like, saying, like, everyone, you know, give your money to Planned Parenthood. But they were not willing to give my cat an abortion. Because mm. they said that they only wow. do humans. Well, which was is that just most... because of their, like, did they just not have the... the, the like, were they literally unable to unpack the appropriate toolbox to mix metaphors? Oh, like, wow. I think maybe they just didn't have the, the, you know. I think I mean, it was you a gross display. the master's of hu- house with his tools, yeah, you know. I think it was a gross can't. display of human privilege, you mm. know. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, and to be fair, even if it wasn't because of that, their lack of sensitivity towards that basically is the same thing. So it's either gross insensitivity or it's actually worse and it's cataphobia. Yeah. Wow. Which I'm, I have to struggle with that as someone who's very allergic to them and doesn't find them cute. Wow. But I I've mean, been really working on This is really, yeah. yeah. That's, I'm really glad to hear that you're working on that because I do find that lang- that language pretty specious. specious. Mm, right. Um, and, you know, that's just the kind of thing that we're, we're not really about here on the show. Right. And I, this is a I show about being in a same sex relationship, relationship with, with your, your father. father. With your dead yeah. father. Yes. Yeah. That's true. I also, I want to like call myself out. Because, and I want you guys to really hold me accountable to this, but I credentialize myself because I have such a great relationship with dogs. Wow. Um, and I kind of, um, you know, I use that to to almost, like, justify my troubled dynamic with cats. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, because I get along with dogs and I center dogs and I'm in a really intense relationship with a dog, Bodie. Um, that doesn't mean I know the dog experience and that certainly doesn't mean I know the cat experience. Yeah. In fact, I think that there's some, we humans don't realize this, but there's a lot of like intra animal divide and conquer stuff. Okay. So like my, my, a lot being such a dog ally actually kind of pits me against cats. Oh, okay. I just, to me, it's like all animals are, you know, equal. Um, as long as they're vegan, my cats, right. they have to be vegan, you know? Or, or else what happens? Or else they're doing violence. They're doing violence. But, and yes, are they technically malnourished? Yes. If they're, yeah, the vegan ones. The vegan right. ones, yeah. But, I mean. But their bodies, their choices. Yeah, right. if, you're, if you're not malnourished, you're not paying attention. That's right. And yes. honestly. If you're not. But not true. in yes. like a body shaming way. Right. We're not if that you're kind not, of podcast. If you're not malnourished. Oh, wow. See how close wow. malnourished is to male. You see, it's like that, like history just has his in there. I feel like um, as man. malnourished, I don't know. Like to me, that feels like a um, a joke that I did not consent to. Uh, oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. Wow. That was just like. Yeah. And, you wow. know, 
I'm Lady. okay. I'm a survivor, and I'm gonna say that we need to to stop this um, right here. And I actually I need to feel safe, and I think we need to return to Nancy Pelosi's top girl boss moments. Just like be grounded. Yes, okay, totally. I think yeah. the body do. keeps the score. Yeah, that's right. We yeah. do yeah. need to ground ourselves in in something right now, and I think in Nancy Pelosi's top in, girl boss moments. In Nancy, we Pelosi's, need to ground ourselves in Nancy Pelosi. That's right. <laughs> um. Yes. Which I did to both of your moms last right. night, to be Absolutely. fair. Absolutely. Yeah. Which I would say... That's, I, really, I, that's sex positive, ultimately. It's sex positive. It's so sex yeah. positive, yeah. yeah. And I would really invite you guys to not deprive your mothers of their sexual agency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, at yeah. the same time, you know, like, I we're not depriving try- mothers of, our sexual, of their sexual agency, but at the same time, like, this is a podcast that centers... The experience right, of right. being in a same-sex relationship with your father, right, you know? That, right. Sometimes we can't talk about everything at the same time. And and that's yeah, okay. there's only so much time, yeah. right, right. It's, right? it's okay, you know? We're all and doing like, the work. And, like, there is a We're rich culture of your mom angles. jokes, right, yeah. and not of your dad. So yeah. we are – this is reparations in a way. Yeah. Yeah. This is same-sex oh, wow. relationship okay. with your parent reparations. I don't even know how to go yeah. there. Wow, wow. Well, yeah. I mean, that's why it's, like, when you have – sometimes I don't mean to sound like cisgender – like cis 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 normative, but I do feel like having like three women together like unlocks a lot of. There's like a lot of untapped chakra mm, yeah. that comes from three. The power of three. I mean, this is ultimately so. just a community of women supporting women by canceling yeah. each other. That's right. You know? And yeah, that's what right. we love by it. Holding each other accountable. Oh yes, really. by holding each other accountable. They want us to say canceling, but yeah, but that's, that's really an attempt. To, that's yeah. not what it is. No. All right. Nancy Pelosi. Um, no, okay. that's a woman that I never want to face consequences. I, I mean, yeah, and she doesn't. Because yeah. what's no, so great about she her. doesn't. And that is a sleigh, Uh that she sleigh. she never faces consequences for her actions. Um, one of them that I loved personally, I thought it was so funny when she called the Green New Deal the Green Dream or whatever. Yeah. I mean, and just to clarify, like, the, or whatever is not Julia editorializing. It's actually, she's called it the green dream or, or whatever. whatever. End, quote. End quote. Yeah. My only problem with that is that um, I will agree that that was an, an absolute slay for Nancy Pelosi. Mm-hmm. But, you know, was she... Who were the victims? Who were the well, victims, ultimately? Yeah. I mean, to me, it's like, was she... Um, no, was was she throwing shade to a woman of color? You know, should we a be couple celebrating women of this? color? A whole squad. Yeah. It was squadist, right? Yeah, she was squad, right? And on their space, right? Stolen on stolen land. That's but right. at the same time, it's confusing because she was also throwing shade to Ed Markey, who is a white man, and he's a white man, uh, right. cis white, he's a white man. man. Yeah, a cis white man. Yeah, who transitioned? Know, by the way, he transitioned because he was not always progressive. He was a much more centrist, mm-hmm. but he. He now progressive identifies and I mean, you know, it's a little late in his career, but like, who, who am I? We can't hold people. That's a ridiculous thing to say because there's so much pressure to be centrist. And like these days, younger people like will come out as progressive younger and younger. And that's great. It's like really controversial and we need to hold the space for that. But um, who are we to judge people? Not everyone is as like it was raised by accepting families and things have changed and he's older. So I just want to like welcome him. And yeah, I, I do, know. of course, want to hold space for our cis white male ally, Ed Markey. Right. Um, non-bi- politically non-binary. Well, he's not allowed to define himself as an ally, but That's we can right. define him. But That's we right, are, girl. Yeah. Yeah. But, right. um, yes. but yes, ultimately, Nancy Pelosi was 
throwing shade at him as well. Um, looking, you know, snatched while doing it, I'm sure. Um, also, I loved when she, the time, the <laughs> numerous times when she said that she is not a fan of Medicare for all and um, never then thinks it will never happen. Yeah. Can I just ask a question mm-hmm. for uh, everyone who's out there and a fan for Medicare for all? Mm-hmm. Uh, is that going to end racism? Wow, that is such no. a good point. Yeah. It's not going to, yeah. you know what? It's not going to end racism. So, like, why bother? So why? I mean, yeah. if it's not, if Medicare for all is not going to end racism, then Medicare for all is actually tacitly racist. racist. Yeah, tacitly yes. racist. Wow. I mean, I would almost say overtly racist. I mean, uh, somewhere between tacit and overt. It's, tacit. We can't just be um, giving cis white men medical care. No. Right. I mean, that's what and and ultimately when you do things based on class, what you're doing is, you know, whether it's Medicare for all um, minimum wage, we all know that, you know, most minimum wage earners are straight white men of significant means. Mm, So when we, you know, unless you're like micro targeting um, and like micro threading that needle, you're really not going to be um, challenging any any systemic oppression. Right. So, wow. right. Anyway, I'm sorry. I totally disrupted that. Um, like if I were a straight white male, you would totally want to cancel me for that interruption. But I think that maybe like I'm, I'm really appreciating that you are holding the space for my taking the space right. as a Jewish woman. I yes. mean, as a as as a Jewish woman, it's really like, you know, I'm just trying to 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 live, laugh, love and listen. You know, mm-hmm. um, you, you now Jewish identify as a Jewish no, oh, like, you were like you, you were like repeating, I, I see. Like, right. like you, you were just, as a Jewish woman, I'm right. trying to to live, laugh, love, and listen to you. Right. You know? Um. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay. So okay. Um. I'm gonna go ahead. You should get your girl. By the way, get your girl Joy Behar, who uh, is not Jewish and engages in cultural appropriation. Wow. She's Italian, and yeah, that's really we're not happy about that. She. I had no. This is really. She's in Jew face. She wears Jew face. Yeah. <laughs> This is not okay. this is really shocking to me. I had no idea. I'm not. Um, I mean, and honestly, this is this is my problem that I haven't been um, really keeping up with the the discourse of the view. Um, right. And I had no idea that Joy Behar was not a a chosen woman. Mm. Um, and that is really problematic for yeah, both really for problem. both her and for me. And that that right. shows what I need to work on. Right, right, that you weren't attuned to that. Right. Right. I'm going to go ahead and say that um, my favorite Nancy Pelosi girl boss moment um, was when uh, Pelosi said to Donald Trump um, that the wall is like a manhood thing for him, as if manhood could ever be associated with him. Because, you know, when I think of the way that um, undocumented people are treated in this country, I immediately go to, like, toxic mm-hmm. masculinity. You know? I mean, that is the problem. Yes. And that's why yeah. she's the queen of shade, because she just looks at a really complex issue, and instead of making a complex analysis, she just yeah, does I feel like the, the only person right. that I... Yeah, totally. Which actually, literally, this every time you do that, yeah, part exactly. of the wall is eroded. Right. I mean, yeah, since five women undocumented build the wall. people come mm, in. I don't think so. Yeah. Mm, just saying, right. Well, oh, sorry. I, I have my own, but keep going. Because I'm just like, uh, I feel really um, invited 
uh, called in to, to share my own no, policy moment, but I, I don't want to. That's why I need to get inspired. Please tell us. Well, I really, yeah, m- maybe we can cut some of these in, by the way, the audio, because that would be just like so good mm, to like bear witness yes, mm. um, to what she said. Let's do it. So, yes. Yeah. I listen to it every um, morning when I rise and grind. Also, it's like trigger warning. We are going to hear it's like one queen references another queen. Mm. Um, and also, of course, we haven't even unpacked the monarchist implications of that that terminology. Right. Okay. Um, but, you know, we'll do that. Um, like, there's only so much we can do in one show. Ten states, as I said, on Friday, I started their early for voting the, the day that we lost but, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. But to be clear, you're not taking any arrows out of your quiver. You're not ruling anything out. Good morning. Sunday morning. The... Uh, we have a responsibility. We take an oath to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. It's an amazing moment because what she's doing is she's literally interrupting and disrupting the male voice, not just the male gaze, but the male voice. And good morning, Sunday morning. Um, a lot of people thought that was kind of like incoherent. But what that really was is a really deeply feminist kind of Virginia Woolfian um, uh, use of language, mm. a rejection of the patriarchal linear narrative, a kind of um, postmodern, um, you know, free association, um, nonlinear disruption. Um, good morning, Sunday morning. You know, she's like challenging just the very, very chronological, logical, normative narrative mm. that we hear usually, like just good morning. But good morning, Sunday morning is she's actually it's a tribute to Virginia Woolf and Emily Dickinson. Wow. Oh, wow. And near near rhyme and, and flat rhyme. Oh, and, beautiful. That's yeah. so wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, th- my only problem with Nancy Pelosi is that um, she's not the literal president. Um, if she was the president. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, everything would be so amazing. We would be, you know, there would be no problems anymore. There would be. First of all, I mean, <laughs> goes without saying there would be no racism there would be no sexism sexism right Um, italians would feel free italians would finally feel free first time yeah we would be um eating our spaghetti uh right like without feeling yeah without feeling Um, because you guys do do that but you just feel in threat you feel unsafe when you do that I think, but now, yeah. I the only person that i love um more than um nancy pelosi is um it's it's today we have to celebrate a very very special person um because do you guys know what um do you guys know what this anniversary is that we're celebrating um i don't want to i would rather give you the space to to to, to Mm. tell us that okay um today uh is the um the three year and two month anniversary of the greatest comedy special of all time uh nanette Oh, my God. Um, oh, wait, one second before. Sorry, before we I just want to like if we could hold the space for like literally one minute. I just want to also give Nancy Pelosi um, like Slay Queen cred for um, when she f- clapped. I don't know, like probably the most disruptive feminist. It was like the closest thing that we've seen to direct action mm-hmm. that uh, any elected um, speaker of the House has ever done. Um, when she did her weird little clap. When she, I mean, you say weird little clap because I think that some of the misogyny that's rampant in our society has rubbed off on you. That's true. I would say that clap of liberation mm. and defiance 
that was basically the 21st century equivalent of um, chaining yourself to uh, a fence uh, to protest uh, segregation mm -hmm. or putting yourselves together in front of like, um, you know, a nuclear, a nuclear stockpile, uh, basically just right in front of the A-bomb. Uh, she, what she did there, uh, which, you know, what's funny is that if you, if you're not kind of like, if you're not woke, if you're asleep at the wheel, if you will, you'd look at that clap and just be like, oh, Nancy Pelosi is just like co-signing Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. But like, if you look closer and you do the work that so many of our feminist sisters have done, you see almost immediately that her clapping is actually disruptive mm. and she's clapping back. She's clapping oh, back at wow. Donald Trump. Wow. Right? Yeah. Yeah. She is so layered. I mean, clapping first, I think, is violence. That's why I always snap. Right. But clap. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, I was OK. It was a little ableist that she did anything that makes a sound. Mm -hmm. I prefer when people just wave their hands. Um, then I prefer the snapping and then the clapping. But within the very like confines of the uh, auto audio normative uh, structure in which we find ourselves, um, she's not going to reinvent the wheel. So I just thought the clap back was like, she, when she, you know, similarly, every time you, you clap that way at Trump, um, a, an undocumented woman, um, is freed. That's right. And child is freed from a cage. And the same thing happened when, um, Nancy Pelosi she ripped up the speech when she ripped up the speech. Yes. And then also just when she wore that wool coat and sunglasses. Yes. Um, yeah. That was, you know, it's that. It's ML Fashion. It's, it's, ML, it's MLK's it's, I Have a Dream speech. It's ML, it yeah. is. It's I Have a Dream speech. Mm -hmm. I ha It's like I have a dream coat. Right. Yeah. I have a dream sunglasses. I have a dream pair of sunglasses. Um, I totally agree. And I, I was, I almost feel like it's almost like M Malcolm. Well, yeah, but the, you're right. And then the ripping of the speech is like Malcolm X level right, right, right. Um, anti-racist yes. discourse, like almost um, Zen Kendi, Abram, Kendi. Yeah. Or like my personal um, favorite, Robin D'Angelo. Robin D'Angelo. I mean, yes. really, you know. I mean, she is she and Robin D. I mean, I don't want I, I hope you I, I'm glad you said that. I didn't want to make to the center kind a of white woman. Yeah. Well, no, that's kind of inevitable when we're talking about our slay queens. It just happens to be, you know, Nancy and Hillary. But um, I didn't want to go to the like Italian. All Italians are the same. Mm. So I'm th I want to thank you for stepping in there and, and mentioning D'Angelo, not the singer. All right. Well, can we um, can we honor this anniversary now? Yeah. Sorry. I'm really sorry. about um, that. Yeah. Like, uh, it's just like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like it's been. Three years and two months since comedy was revolutionized. Invented. In basically, yeah. invented. oh, I thought halted. I thought it was like stopped. Well, isn't both. this interesting? Three different people yeah. like have different. You know, that's the power of right. No, it's like she invented a new form of stand-up comedy. She slayed an old she form. She slayed and gave birth to another. And one. she did. And you know how she did it. She's such a genius. She wrote a full hour of material and then removed all of the jokes. Wow. And that is revolutionary. I mean, to me, like centering jokes in comedy, is you know, phallic a little bit. It's, it's phallic, very phallic. Um, it's um, it's able like, towards yeah. Italians who are not funny. 
you know? Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Loud. I mean, because, right, Italians, right. You shouldn't have to be funny to get stage time. Right. You can just be loud. No, you, I wish Hannah Gatsby yeah. were here right now. Like, I, yeah, I just. Would you give her, like, an honorary bowl of spaghetti and I meatballs? would elect Hannah Gatsby the president of the United States. And Italy. Yes. The United, I would elect Hannah Gatsby the president of the United States of Italy. Oh, and of little, you could, I mean, look, I think like start, think global, act local. I mean, I think we could definitely get like a street named after her in little Italy. No, Nancy Pelosi slash Hannah Gadsby 2024. Yeah, that was like very, like that was so female of me. Um, No, that's not the right. That was so problematic of me. You know how like Pantene, like, like despite its capitalist nature as a hair shampoo company, like they really did cause us they like paused and caused us to to notice the uh, propensity of women to apologize Mm. and right there what i was doing was i was like i was being the accommodating self-effacing not i was not standing i was not claiming my time yeah reclaiming my time i wasn't claiming my space on stolen land that's probably why so so shout out to myself for not doing that part but i i needed to reclaim something because I needed to demand that she be the president of right. the United States of Italy. And what I did there is I just, I went straight to the compromise, mm, which yeah. is like, That's so how many women do that? I mean, actually, right? Nancy, Hannah, Kamala, three-way ticket. To have, to like, nerva- like what, it, what would like a non-problematic heaven, non-reappropriated um, nirvana be? Like three tickets to... Paradise. That's also like um, Judeo-Christian. I don't know, a- but it's just like I want to live in a world where, like, Hannah, Nancy, Kamala are president. Like, just think about it. Like, Kamala comes, she arrests all the men. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm. which is like amazing. For then, for Nancy Pelosi claps back. Wait, I just want. Okay, yeah. And then we all sit down and digest the greatest comedy of all time. That's right. Yeah. But Julia, I heard you like I heard you're like you were trying to speak up and you were like sandwiched between two louder ethnic women. So what were you going to say that um, Kamala was going to arrest the men for? You know, for carrying um, less than one ounce of of marijuana right. on their person. I thought you were going to say for like not taking their kids to school, which is something else that oh. we should really sun salute, literally sun salute, yeah. son and daughter salute Kamala for because her truancy, you know, while while some people think that it's problematic to arrest people for not bringing their kid to school one day and it's criminalizing poverty. Um, that is something that I think it's easy to say when you're a straight white man yeah. and it's a lot harder to see when you're not. Yeah. Which is why there are no progressive Ooh. women of color is, in the world. Yeah, this is rocking the world right now. Yeah. There yeah. are none. And I really do think that people who, you know, accuse Kamala of perpetuating the standard of criminalizing poverty um, need to te- check their privilege. Yeah, um, totally. Because They're actually, yeah, the biggest criminals. Well, I'm sorry, I cut no, you off. No, 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 no. I, I, I cede the floor to you. I just wish you yield your time. Um, I'll, I'll reclaim your time. Thank you. Yeah, I wish I, I'll reclaim your time to say I wish I, I'm actually I'm I yield my time to Hannah Gatsby yeah. and Kimberly Crenshaw, neither of whom is here, but yet they're both here. Yeah. On stolen land. Hello. 
Oh my god. Hannah, is that you? What? Are you there, God? Are you there, God? It's me, Kate, and Kate. I thought I heard my name. Oh my gosh. Were you talking about how I revolutionized stand-up comedy? We were. We were saying that. That is so amazing. Thank you so much for everything that you did to end sexism yes. by having a Netflix special. Oh, thank you. You know, you don't need jokes in a special. That's what everyone thinks, but you don't. Yeah. You just need to talk about Picasso and Van Gogh. Oh, wow. I mean, it's just like, you know, I normally I would say that it is violence to mention the name of either of those men, um, especially without a trigger warning. But like, I just, right. you know, I mean, from you, queen, anything, anything. Yeah. From you, queen. So, is, I mean, the term, I also, is the term queen too gendered? Um, I, think I apologize. It is, it is a little gendered for my taste, but uh, queen, queen. That's, that's queen and king. That's better. Yeah. I mean, I just want to thank you. I can't see you, but from your voice, I think I want to thank you for, like, um, introducing American audiences to crocodiles. Oh. Um, I, I think that's, like, really important. Hannah, um, okay, so if we elected you the president, what would you, what would be, like, your first stuff that you did? Okay. Well, uh, first of all, um, self-deprecating humor would be completely illegal because... Well, I love yeah. making speech illegal. That's like my favorite thing. Self-deprecation is just self-humiliation. And uh, it's actually quite violent. Um, but the thing is that a lot of people don't don't see it like that. And, uh, and that in and of itself is a privilege. Wow. I never really thought just, about... Um, I'm an the privilege of, course, of laughing at uh, right. something wow i'm gonna never do well, that again wow. i just want to push back on that a little bit on two counts one is that um as an ashkenazic woman ashkenazis are statistically the most self-deprecating so you're just going to want to maybe like examine that mm. a little bit and unpack that uh also i think that's kink shaming mm. because the suggestion is that violence is never um uh, it, it, basically, it's a ratio of of Jews and BDSM participants. It's a ratio of BDSM culture and or Jewish culture, Ashkenazic, not Mizrahi. And of course, I shouldn't say those things like they're mutually exclusive because there's a rich BDSM Ashkenazic culture. So it is basically, um, you know, I just like want to invite you to interrogate whether you agree with me that it's problematic on those two counts. And as a Jewish woman, I can't speak for BDSM. Am, but I can say I'm ambivalent about BDS. Okay, well... But that's another issue. So. There's a lot to unpack there. Uh, I just want to remind you that I'm a, uh, I'm a, a, a lesbian woman from Tasmania, uh, and that basically makes me a white Aboriginal. Um, so I would invite you to check your own privilege um, but I will, of course, uh, internalize everything that you've just said. Thank you. I really appreciate that. That is so beautiful, Hannah. You just really so like have showed me like a whole new way of like opening, um, to my own growth and like leveling up, you know, like I just, and, yeah, I wish that like you could be the president and that I could also get therapy from you. Not to and ask you like for I'm, free emotional labor. 
Oh, yeah, that's really – I'm glad you tracked yourself on that, Kate, because I was about to intervene and disrupt that. Yeah. I feel like you're saying you're opening up to your own growth. I feel like I'm growing to my own openings. Wow. Yeah. I – my – you know, I've been um, spending this whole summer centering my openings. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Yeah. I, yeah, I've been opening my center. Yeah. My chakra. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting how that works out. Yeah. Well, ladies, this, uh, this conversation it feels a bit phallic uh, in nature. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna skedaddle. Uh, if but, that's all right. Okay, but Hannah. All right. So let me push back on this by you know uh, calling really us- push back after she said it was phallic. That's I mean I don't want to penetrate that too deep. Oh, sorry. Um, well, you know I just what? feel We're like all, by, I don't even know. You know, words are just fine. by implying yeah. um, that the you know the phallic language is not welcome um, in this feminist space. Aren't we potentially being turfy? Hannah, have you thought about that? You know, right? I, I haven't, and uh, it's really something that I need uh, some perspective on, and uh, I guess we'll have to go read some uh, some theory, some uh, not the you know socialist kind, but uh, the the good kind, the misogynist kind. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I do have a question for you. Um, you know, given the subject matter of this podcast and your outstanding advocacy um, for, you know, the LGBT community mm-hmm. for literally every single member of it, um, like where, where do you fall on having um, a same sex relationship with your father? Can, you know, how, how can we support and, and celebrate, um, being, you know, as, as some might more colloquial say, colloquially say, being gay with your dad. Oh, okay. Uh, being gay with your dad is uh, something that I've never given much thought to, and that's really my own. Yeah. Uh, that's my privilege. Um, I want to acknowledge that. But I think ultimately we just have to support each other. That's really all I'm going to say about that. Wow. That's really beautiful. I feel like you didn't. Thank you. That, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, I was just really moved by that. Yeah, that's how I revolutionized stand-up comedy. I love watching stand-up comedy and crying at the same time. I mean, it's like, if you're not crying, you're not paying attention. Right. I I agree. And if you're not paying attention, then you're not crying. So right. it's like full circle. It's I mean, I feel like this is like a little bit ableist towards people with ADHD, but all right. Well, also, it's very like not everyone has tear ducts right. that are fully functioning. Not so. everyone even has eyes. That's true, <laughs> and it's actually a myth that you should uh, you should be laughing during a comedy special. So uh, that's something that we really need to deconstruct. I think as a society. Yeah, that it's like the founding fathers mythology and laughing during comedy. Right. I mean, there's are both such toxic mythos. Right. Yeah, I mean, I've just learned so much um, from you and Lin Manuel. That's what I like to call him. Mm. Yes, um, he and I are very much uh, the same in many ways. We are both Latinx. Uh, Latinx. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I say that in the broadest uh, sense of the word, uh, but in the sense of the word, nonetheless. Well, like, I mean, I think that it, you, like, English has a lot of Latin roots to it. And I think that, you know, if we just, like, zoom out, 
we see that so does uh, i mean australian white people are so diverse i mean i've never met an australian white person who isn't like a thousand different things right. all together that's right like like northern ireland a little bit to the south of that part in northern ireland people even from the lands of south ireland right some people from England, I mean, it's like hard to keep track of the the cultural richness and diversity of white Australians. That's right. um, Hannah, okay, I, I know that this question is going to be like a little um, triggering, um, but given this is, you know, the feminist podcast, Calm Town, mm-hmm. like, what is your top reason why we should cancel Calm? Mm. Well, uh, I've never interacted with it personally, but... Um... I think because it is, um, its trajectory is quite violent. Uh, it's, uh, I find its viscosity uh, rather kind of um, transphobic. I'll say. Yeah, it's even though it's fluid. It's at the same time. It's it's its viscosity interrupts its fluidity. That's right. Uh, it exists clearly exists in a in a binary world and I want to abolish binaries. Um, so I want to abolish calm. Well, that is with, I, within your, I role. want to come abolition. That's right. Calm abolition. I'm a calm abolitionist. Yeah. No, I want to come. Abol- it's, it's different. We can talk about it later. I'm not really mm. like ready to talk about it publicly, but you're not, you're not picking up what I'm putting down. But we'll talk about that later. Okay. I just feel like, you know, yeah, Hannah, it has been so amazing to just chat with you about such a really, um, wide ranging, you know, just like a really wide ranging, um, you know, yeah, it's just been like so beautiful. And like, I'm just super glad to hear that, um, you know, that you are a calm abolitionist, um, that we're totally on the same page about supporting having same sex relationships with your father. Oh Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, ladies, for uh, having me on to talk about come and, uh, no, as I said, revolutionising stand-up comedy. Thank you stand so up, much. Uh, actually, stand-up comedy. Um, all right, you guys. Well, this has just been, like, such a beautiful experience. I, I just feel, like, so grateful to have shared with you both. And, you know, I mean, I just, like, um, you know, just, like, to all of our listeners that are just like out there um, struggling, you know, with wanting to be in a same sex relationship um, with your father, you know, just like, go ahead, you know, make the move. Like just, we, we love you. We accept you. Um, We're here for you. I, this is, uh, this is Julia again. I just wanted to say that I, I took some time for myself over the last few minutes to Did you do self care. Uh, to do self care and I radical self radical self care. Um, that's the only kind I I choose to practice. Right. Um, and I just want to say, um, in support of what Kate said um, regarding being gay with your dad, um, say yes to life and mm. say yes to love. I'm really sorry that my cat is yelling. Um, he, this is actually, um, he's the male cat and he's toxically masculine. So wow. he's just like, right. constantly interrupting me during the podcast. But um, He's trying to silence women? Yeah. I, I want to say, like, love trumps hate. Wow. 
like at the end of the day. Wow. I want to say I'm here. I'm queer. Um, I'm really sorry for all the ways that I have not unpacked my privilege. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, um, we, did, we did so much work here today. We, we did really, so much I mean, yeah, really work. emotional labor, unpaid, unpaid emotional labor, which is why we, like, we should direct everyone towards the feminist come down Patreon. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. All right. Well, um, thank you so much. This was really beautiful. Thank you so much. Yeah. Also, Cash App, Venmo. I guess I'm not really good at all.